show contestants, game show hopefuls. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Pat Sajak someday. We'll see what happens. But I am joined. We're going to get right into it. I am joined by Sherry. They call her Sherry Shamrock. Sherry, how you doing? Super duper razzle dazzle. <laughs> That's what I love to hear. I see you're rocking your pound pom shirt, of course, as you should. Word, word. You know, hey, it's ha- this, is, this is why all my game show adventures begin, because... I need funding. <laughs> Don't we all need a little funding, right? You just you just put it to where you could make more money out of it, but I didn't do that, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great seeing you again, Chuck. You as well. It's been, well, it's been since 2000, well, it's been since last year. No, gosh, it's already 2023. Yeah. So it was, what, 2021 when we did You Bet Your Life. That's right. It was and 21. It was so crazy seeing you right because we didn't know each other we like, didn't we it out you. <laughs> you know you were like you kind of look familiar and then we all like it was like we all let out our our dirty laundry because we're like well i've been on this show and that show and everyone's like oh my god me too i've been on that show and this show and <laughs> that's how and we then i was like we should create a group because i was on hundred thousand dollar pyramid show and we should create a group so we can communicate and he went oh <gasps> I was on $100,000 period, man. I was like, no. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Right Dude, and then, and we, didn't we, we both saw each other's episodes, so that's where it kind of came from. Yeah, it was just weird. So, so the weird thing about it was, Chuck, is when I got off the plane and we had to go wait for the bus, mm-hmm. and you're standing there before me, you had a hat on, I believe. Did you have your hat to the back? No, not back, but probably a hat on. <laughs> Maybe you had a hat on. And I was like... Now, it's L.A., so there's a lot of people. And I'm like, why do I feel like this guy is going where I'm going? (laughs) And then, obviously, we're standing in the same area, does Sherry, and then the bus comes, and you get on. I was like, okay, there's a lot of people on the bus, but still, I kept feeling like, yeah, there's something about this guy. And then (laughs) you got off the bus, and then I got off, and you went to check in, and I went to do my COVID test. I right. thought, okay, he's just a guest here. That's just coincidence. And then I look up and he's behind me. Do you remember me telling you, are you following me? Yeah, yeah. And you, know, you you felt that way and I felt the same way. I kept looking over at you like, because if you remember, we let like 10 buses go because they weren't our bus. So yeah, we're just yeah. standing there and like every other bus, like three more people get on and you and I are just kind of like, <laughs> what's going on I, I was like man i hope that i'm in the right spot yeah i was thinking the same thing i'm like well wherever he's going i guess i'm following but do you remember in line when we were in line <clears throat> and everybody's in the room you know because we had to do a covet test when we got there right and there was a guy i think he was either i think he was behind you and he was kind of a jerk one. do you remember 
talking a lot. You checked him. I was like, because you were like, well, I'm I'm a police officer in uh, San Diego. <laughs> and I was like, all right, brother, right there. I forget <laughs> what he was saying. Yeah, but he was really, really talkative. And I don't think he got on the show, actually. Like, I think he got picked oh, and he was there yeah. and everything. It may have been, he may have been local and he never like actually filmed or he filmed and they didn't air his show. Yeah, yeah he was, he, he was a little bit obnoxious, wasn't he? Yeah. He, I remember he, he made the room really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I, I can't remember. It was, it was just, it was a lot of stuff going on and he was <laughs> like, and I was like, oh gosh, who is, there's, there's right. always one, right? And here he we go. But you, 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 you checked him. I was like, <laughs> didn't he? Now this will, this will, if this is correct, you'll be like, yes or no. But what was he the one talking about making like masks for movies, like him and his wife or something? Yeah. That was that him. Was, okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice enough guy. Just kind of weird. Just we've yeah, all never met. Was, he was talking about St. Louis and all the stuff that was going on. And that's right. And it was just, he got to get, I don't know, he kind of went there. I just remember, I, I thought, okay, where's he going with this? You are absolute. there it is. Yes, it, yes, you are absolutely right. He was going places to where none of us wanted to go because yeah. we're there to have a good time and be on a game show. And he wants to start talking like politics and stuff. And I remember yeah. thinking, dude, this is not the time or place. And you, and you were like, you were like, yeah. Well, I'm a police officer in St. Louis. He's like, and I don't believe any of that. <laughs> whatever, whatever smack he was talking, I was like, all right, all right. He's up in here representing. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's too funny. Too funny. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Man. Okay, so, okay, we got that out of the way. Let's go back, Sherry. Okay. Let us go back. Where are you joining us from tonight? Austin, Texas. Actually, let me be specific. Okay. I'm from Round Rock, Texas. <laughs> Actually, it's Round Rock, Texas. It is a suburb of Austin. A but suburb most people of Austin. have never heard of it. It's the home for Dell computers. That's what most people know it for. Is it really? Yeah. As I look, I have an HP and a MacBook Air, so not really <laughs> supporting the cause right now. It's just a home for it. It, <laughs> it don't mean nothing. Right, right, right. I've had a Dell computer. Man, remember? Dells back in the day, like when I was like junior high, those were the computers to have. Um, Chuck, when I was in junior high, the computers <laughs> were what you saw in the 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, okay, okay. I, I don't mind talking about age. What year did you graduate high school? Um, I graduated high school in 2004. I graduated high school in 1984. <laughs> Sure. And that absolutely blows my mind because for you out there listening, you know, we're, we're on the video chat right now. And for those of you that have never met Sherry, you, you would absolutely never believe it. I thought you were maybe like 30, you know, going over 31, maybe. No, not the case. And which is a complete compliment to you because you do not look your age whatsoever. <laughs> I remember when you told me that when we were when we were downstairs at uh, at the hotel after we all filmed, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm you know whatever you said." I was like, "There is no freaking way <laughs> that you're, you're like, 
yeah. I'm like, well, if I can move like you when I'm your age, then I'm doing something right because I couldn't do that right now. <laughs> oh my God. See, we were in separate rooms because you were in group, you were in group B and I was in group A. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, trying to get your jitters out and I dropped and I started doing push-ups, right? Get my jitters out. And I had a dress on, but most people don't know that. Okay. So, but I have cheer bloomers underneath it. So I felt okay, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, and there's, and there's a story. I'm glad you said that a little foreshadowing. There's a story about what you were wearing on the show and stuff that I want to get to kind of a funny story that you told me that we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. We'll, we'll get down okay. the timeline, but so tell me, tell me where your whole, so we mentioned pound poms. Let's start there. Okay. I want to know from step one, like, let, let's go to your past, right? Okay. And then up to pound poms. My past. <laughs> as okay. far as like cheerleading and fitness and that thing. Okay. So um, Chuck, I played softball. I was a track and field athlete. I have a high jump record that hadn't been broken since 1983. I high jumped, my sister and I, we both high jumped five, six. I'm oh five, four and a half and I grew three inches out of college. And, but we didn't know we were setting a record, you know, right. and we beat everybody. So we literally stopped because I had to run hurdles and she had to run hundreds. And we've come backwards country school, you know, um, and that that year we she went to the state and I didn't get I didn't make it to the state because our prom was the day before the regionals, which is really stupid. Oh, come on. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm sitting there and they said new state high jump record has been set. And I think they're going to say like six, five or something, you know, some crazy number. And they said five, eight. And. I was like, what? Because we were clearing it by, and we were clearing it by this much. Because our friends like, you clearing it by this much? And then it was like, well, we beat everybody. Let's just quit. So anyway, I set up a scholarship several years ago. Um, uh, it was called, my maiden name is Matt Christian. And it was the McChristian Motivational Scholarship to try to motivate kids to, to break that record. Yeah. And so no one's no one's broken. It. And then they got rid of the track program at my high school. And I grew up in Tennessee, Shelbyville, Tennessee. And so there, there's that. But um, <laughs> when I played softball, uh, gosh, I was I was a utility player. Any position you put me, I could play. Mm -hmm. And I got picked up by this team one year. And they put me in catching because they had all, it was two teams together and they wanted to go to tournaments. So they put me in as catcher because they didn't want to take their players out of their positions. Uh -huh. And uh, it was slow pitch and the girl hits it and it's like right in, right? And so I pick it up and I wasn't used to throwing it from that position, <laughs> true story. And I didn't know what to do. So I just took off running and I tagged on the back. <laughs> and I came. <laughs> I threw the ball back, <laughs> and the office like, I ain't never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> like, I didn't want to hit her in the head. <laughs> so she takes off running, and you catch her anyway. That's After I could outrun it. I hit the ball to the shortstop. I could outrun it to first base. Oh my gosh! But um, a, a lot of it was people slow themselves down, and I was a long jumper, high jumper, and I would get to that last stretch, and I would just leap, and mm. you hear. And um, one time my dad was umpiring and he was like, out. And my mom was like, you know, she wasn't out. You just didn't call her safe. 
Yeah. I knew I was saved, but I didn't make a big deal of it because I understood. But yeah. you know when you make it and when you don't make it. Right, so for I, sure. I've been playing sports, you know, my whole life. Grew up on, in red clay dirt. And when I got to college, I always wanted to be a cheerleader, but we couldn't afford it. So oh. I decided, well, I'm in college. I'm just going to try out because, you know, and I made the JV squad. But it was at the end of the year, obviously, and it was $200 for camp that I had to pay for the for the summer. And I didn't have $200. So I gave yeah. up my position. And so I worked three summers in a pencil factory in my hometown. And a pencil factory. We're, we're known as Pencil Fat uh, Pencil City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We're yeah. two, every small town's got something big they can claim. We yeah. claim the number two pencils, so Pencil City and Tennessee Walking Horses. Okay. Oh, and now Uncle Nearest Whiskey. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, I decided to, I was a, I was I had a work study job as a football manager. And I'm jumping on the sidelines. Football player goes, well, you think you're a cheerleader? I'm like, you think I can't do it? You think I can't do it? Yeah, look it up, right? <laughs> and so I tried out again. When I went to the meeting, the director, she was assistant dean of students. She was like, so if you make it again, do you think you're big to four camp? I'm like, yes, ma'am. I've been working three summers in a pencil factory. <laughs> I made it again. And then I became a clinic instructor for the university. And I just thought, okay, that's my cheer days, right? Um, after college, I was a social worker, specialized in child sex abuse. I think we talked about that. I, you know, I saw the wicked of the wicked, and you know the wicked. Yeah. And, um, I was dislocating my shoulder in my sleep and scratching my hair out from stress. Wow. And my parents just sat me down one day and say, we don't recognize you anymore because I wasn't playing softball. I was just that hermit. Wow. And if, you've, if anyone who's ever been in public service like that, they know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, so I decided, well, let me start playing softball again, working out. And I felt better. And that led me uh, into fitness. And so I moved to Atlanta and I worked for the company that launched Step Aerobics and that's how I got in fitness. I was in sales. I was like the first person hired for, um, they had six co-ed clubs, but we had one ladies club and they just opened a 40,000 square foot all ladies gym. 40,000 square feet is huge, right? Wow. Ladies. And I was, it was called Ladies Sports Life. And I, I, I had never sold. And the first four weeks, they took us through four weeks of sales and marketing training. But the first week was exercise science, kinesiology, physiology. Chuck, I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. I couldn't say physiology. <laughs> I was so used to psychology and psychology, right? As a yeah. LCSW. So I was like, physical, 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 like I couldn't say it. I was so used to psychology and try to go from psychology to physiology. My, my tongue was like, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Um, but when I realized that was going to be my chosen career, I decided um, I wanted credentials to back my name. So in 1996, I became a certified trainer. Wow. And I was also VP of sales and operations. I moved up and I became VP of sales and operations for the company. Uh, I left there and did I work for um, corporate health clubs, Bank of America, the world headquarters for UPS is in Atlanta, worked there. I helped uh, pre-sell and grand open the CNN Health Club. Wow. And so um, then I had opportunity to move to Utah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about out there. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I have some friends that I know, the husband and wife, when I first met them, they had returned from Turkey, opening health clubs in Turkey wow. and their son. And they were, they got off of partnerships in 
Gold's Gems in Utah. And so um, I moved out there to help them, but I moved out there October 5th, 2001. And we know what happened September, 2001. Right. Where everybody was staying secure in their jobs. We didn't know where, what was gonna happen in the country. And there I was, I'm gonna move to Utah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, while we were in route, we were going through Hayes, Kansas. And my sister, my brother-in-law was helping me drive. And he had, he was, he had been in the army. And my sister, she was, was at the time a dentist, but she's still a dentist, but she had been a dentist in the Air Force. And she called us and she said, we just declared war. So we're, we're en route to Utah as they declared war wow. in 2001. So we get to Utah and I was like, okay, this is it. So I helped grow the Gold Gym franchise out there from three locations. I think when I first got there to like 14 in like three and a half years. Oh my gosh. Um, and I helped manage mergers um, after acquisitions and we took them from the red to a $45 million company, kind of the largest Gold's Gym franchise in the world. So my fitness career was kind of, you know, in that spectrum. And I was working 12, 14 hour days. I mean, sure. opening big 70,000 square foot gyms. And so I met my husband in Utah. Wow. Yep. And Who thought? <laughs> hello, you know, <laughs> of all the places. Oh, yeah. And so, my stepson was here, so we moved here. And I remember thinking, dear Lord, if you could just get me out of this cold weather, Utah, I'm going to complain about the heat. And I'll tell you something, Chuck, it's been 107 here in Texas, and I've never complained. There you go. Okay. Like, mm -mm. Yeah. Give me the warmth. That cold. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I should have invested in fleece back then. <laughs> no. But I was there for the Olympics, which was great. And I was in Atlanta for the 96 Olympics. I almost was in the opening ceremonies for the Olympics. No but kidding. I got sick. Oh. And they said, if you leave, you you um, you um can't come back. And I was like, I was like, you know, really, really sick. Yeah. And so um, I would have been a showcase. I was coming out with the flag that said the Amsterdam, swinging and everything, but bygones. So moved to Texas and still in fitness, working with Gold's Gym. And I used to go back and check my college homecomings. Uh-huh. And um <laughs> and we'd go back and try to see if we can remember how to do Rocky Top, how to do all these fun <laughs> dances. And so by halftime, you're under the bleachers going, Oh my God, we gotta go back out there. And you like <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But Monday, sore from head to foot, you know, having done an activity, these old bodies long since forgotten. But my triceps would be so sore. So I'm telling my neighbor this one night because it was a weekend that everybody had gone back from the time I was there, but I hadn't, I didn't go back that weekend because it's inconvenient. I, I went to Tennessee Chattanooga. And so I'm telling her, I said, yeah, if I had gone back, though, you'd be laughing at me right now. She's like, why? I said, because I'd be walking around like Frankenstein. Like, oh, so <laughs> and when I did that, I rubbed my triceps, right? And I realized, you know, cheerleaders were always doing, always doing this. And the minute yeah. I did the motion, which is a right arm punch, when your arm goes straight up in the air and down, I realized that's a overhead extension, tricep extension. And I went, duh, no wonder my triceps were always so sore. That's doing tryouts and camps, constantly doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then I thought, well, what other movements are identical, you know, to to cheerleading? And so I did the motion for touchdown. I realized that's a close grip overhead press, right? Uh -huh. And I was like, ah, oh, 
ultimate bicep curls and I realized that's a dance move and I dropped down into a lunge. I was like, cheer motions are weight training movements. I never thought about that. I you know I should create a new dance fitness class. I call it cheer camp. It's a cheer camp that makes you do those dance routines over and over and over again, just like if I were teaching them a, a, a weight training class, just doing the movements over and over again. I said, I'd call the company Fit to Cheer. And, and then I was like, but what's what's a cheer dance class? But what could really make it make you feel like a cheerleader? And I literally saw a cheerleader shaking a pom pom, and a, someone doing a dumbbell press. I mean, a a, a a bicep curl, and that became my logo. And I thought I should invent a weighted cheerleading pom pom. And I call, I was like, I call them pom pounds, pound palms, pom poms. I said, I don't know, I'll figure it out. And I'm looking at my neighbor, she's like. Jay, that's a great idea. <laughs> Jaw to the floor. <laughs> yeah. And that became the foundation of Fit to Cheer and Pound Pumps. Wow. And what year was that? Do you remember? 2007, like October 12, 2007. What's funny is, Chuck, you never know, right? Um, I was leaving the job I was in. I just knew what, where I wanted to be. And I was interviewing for this company called Life Size Communications. And they okay. did high definition video conferencing, international <laughs> video conferencing, because Viacom had covered the US market. So they were going international. This okay. is 2007, right? Right. So they thought, well, we can't, we, we can't capitalize this market so we can go international. And uh, I was interviewing for director of sales position and I pretty much had it. And yeah. so they said, well, we got to do a couple of things and then we'll be able to you know, make your offer. Um, I said, okay. And that was like on a Thursday. The weekend was my college homecoming weekend. That Monday's when I founded the, I come up with the idea of pound palms. They called me like that Wednesday mm -hmm. and made the offer. And I said, you know what, had you made the offer last week, I would have taken it. I said, but, um, I've come up with this really good idea and I've got to see it through. Uh, and I remember saying that, not knowing where it was going to go, but now I, I know that um, Life Size Communication was was bought out by, like, I can't remember who, I don't want to say Viacom because I don't know if that's what it was, but I can't recall, but they were bought out because look where we are now with, with high definition video conferencing and they were right. Like, right there at the cusp of it. So how do you think, well, where could I be now, you know, but um, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. But really? I when I came up with the idea, it was just like, I, I got to see it through. And here I am. Wow. With your with your personality and your energy, like if you were to ask me, I would say you would you're, you're absolutely like entrepreneurship, 100 percent. Always wanted to do my own thing because because you got so much energy and life in you. You know what I mean? I am a naturally shy person. No one believes it. So, so, so shy, Chuck. I mean, like abnormally shy. Wow. Um, so shy that when I was in college, I took a public speech communications class because I thought something was wrong with me because I was so timid. When I went to my 30-year high school reunion, they voted me most changed. I'm like, most changed? How? They're like, Sherry, you were so timid growing up. But people I meet now, they're like, no way. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I met you two years ago and yeah, wow. To say you're shy, that's that's that reminds me like uh, when I did pyramid, uh, you know, like they take you into the that one room and you're like practicing with everybody and hanging out all day. Well, everyone's practicing and playing, you know, like Pictionary and cards and whatever. 
and I went on the, there was a black couch in the corner and I went there and took a nap. I remember, I remember it was freezing in that room. So I, I was wearing a hoodie and I, I put the hood over my head and tied it real tight and I'm laying there and I, and I took a nap and everyone is like nervous and trying to practice and this and that. And when they actually took us onto the stage, you know, hours later, the music's blaring. I remember they're playing uh, Welcome to the Jungle. And I'm sitting there and I'm playing air drums and I'm singing. And the casting producer came up to me and she goes, where did you come from? And I looked at her. She's like, 20 minutes ago, you were sleeping. And now you're playing air drums and singing and dancing. And I'm like, it with the lights. It's when the lights hit me. I absolutely love it. Well, it's so funny about Pyramid, right? Because I had dreamt three two or three things, three things, two things for sure that happened while we were on the show. And um, when we were, I don't know how you found out about Pyramid, but I'm going to tell you how I found out about Pyramid. Okay. I, was being, I was being feisty. I ain't going to lie. I was being a hot mess. And one of my friends, Richard, we were talking on the phone and I, he said, um, oh, have you seen the Olympic Olympic men's swimming team. Woo, they look good. I said, no, honey. You didn't, did you not see the Olympic uh, gymnast? The men, they were performing to You Give Me Fever, just like Chippendales. Hold, hold on, let me go to Twitter, see if I can find it. They seen like a few days before, like this is like a Monday. And it was on a, uh, like that Saturday. So I'm looking on Twitter, I'm looking on Twitter so I can find it. And all of a sudden I see Michael Strahan and he's like this. And he had, he's like beside the pyramid, you know, now casting for yeah. Like, oh, that was my favorite show growing up. And I completely forgot about Chip and Dale's hashtag uh, Olympic men's uh, gymnast. <laughs> and I like started looking at how to apply. And that's how I heard about it. And no so I submitted. And I know one of the questions was, what would you do with the money? And I was like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Who needs Shark Tank? I can say I funded my business on Pyramid. Yeah. They called me two hours later. Two hours? Yeah. And this is season one, so they're probably looking for people. Sure, you know? sure. They called me like two hours later and said, we loved your video. Can you play the game with us right now? I was like, sure, let's go for it. And because it went fast, season one. So I remember this was like March. And I ended up getting that, obviously. And we filmed April 16th. Okay. But I remember one night I, I was home, I dreamt. I said, Mike, I dreamt I was on Pyramid in the Winner's Circle. If I said these three clues, what would you think it is? And I was like, um, croissant, vichyssois, escargot. What would you say? And, and he said, French, French. thing. I said, yeah, yeah. French, I yeah. That. And, then, and so then while I was on one of the calls with them once, they were like, so, you know, we're going to have the Mystery Seven. They'll be giving away, you know, great trips and everything. And this is when a lot of stuff was happening overseas, I think. Uh -huh. and, um, a, lot of, a lot of crazy stuff happened overseas. And I hung the phone up and I was like, shoot, where would you want to go with all this madness happening? I said, you know, mm, maybe Greece. Ain't nothing happening in Greece. So we get on the show. <laughs> I had on, I love Harry Potter. I had on a Harry Potter shirt that said, um, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Uh -huh. you know, they said dress comfortable for the day. Yeah. And while we're back there, they show, I don't know if this is how they did you guys, but they let you know who the celebrities were for that day. Right. Uh -huh. And when I saw Barbara Cochran and Damon John, I was like, oh my God, what if I end up playing with the sharks? How right. funny would that be? Right. 
And so the first show goes, the second show goes, I'm the last to, to air that day. And that was who was left, Barbara Cochran and Damon John. And I was like, get out. I'm going to play with the shorts. And I said, oh, I'm fun. Who needs Shark Tank? This is from Pyramid. <laughs> the humor, right? So get on the show. And um, the second round, I played with Damon. And I think I sent you that clip. Yeah. And we're sitting there and it shows, you know, you know, so you get to select. And I didn't win the first round, so I got to pick first. And I look up on the board and I see in the bottom right corner, hit it or quit it. And when I saw that, I looked at Damon and I was like, that's gonna be, that's gonna be all Harry Potter. And he had to give me the clues, right? And I said, like, that's gonna be all Harry Potter. He says, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. I said, I do, just give me anything, I'll get it. <laughs> I have here. Speaking of that, let's. I'm gonna play that and let's see. Uh... Hit it and quit it. Here we go. Describe these things from Harry Potter. Ready? Go. Wave it. It's Hold a. Uh, Barbara flies on it. A it's broom. a. And woo, woo, woo. Ow. I like to do uh, tricks. Magic. Uh, I'm the head guy with the, the wizard. Cap. Uh, uh, what's the name? Have the Alpacino had it on his face? Uh, beard. Uh, uh, an old movie. It was something face. Uh, Starface. Uh, I don't know. But it's pain. Uh, and the last one. You some, can't pass. Some guy, in there, I don't know. Uh, Dumbledore. Some guy. Who was Harry Potter? Daniel Radcliffe. I never watched the movie. Really? I thought his name was Harry. <laughs> As a gift from me to you, I'm buying you the box set. The DVD box set. Wow. I should have just said it. Okay, you have six out of seven. The, the cool thing about Pyramid is, right, you can't let the clue throw you off, yeah. right? So if it's all Harry Potter and you know nothing about Harry Potter, take Harry Potter out of it and just give a clue to the item that you're looking at, right? Yeah, right. And so and we we breezed through. I mean, we were like boom, boom, boom on all of them, right? And so we get to that one, and he's like, "It's a guy." And I thought, okay, it's got to be a crazy name that he doesn't know. I'm like Dumbledore. I'm like Siri. I'm throwing all these different names because it's the show is slightly edited in case people don't know that. Right, right. Um, yeah. And so I'm throwing all these different names out, and then it, it, it the buzz. And what he could have easily have done was, you know, say, uh, this guy went into the lion's den in the Bible, you know, like Daniel, yeah, yeah. anything with that name. And if he had just given me something like that, and I'm knowing I would have connected with Harry Potter known as Daniel Radcliffe. Right, right. And, uh, and the pressure, you know, you know, to, mm -hmm. to think of all of that in less than a second for him, you know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're, we're enthusiasts and wanting to practice all the time. And these celebrities are like oh sure i'll play pyramid you know what i mean so he was yeah. good he was really good barbara was fun too barbara dropped a few f-bombs but uh i loved her <laughs> she's loved funny her. she she, she seemed like really she was fun they were they were really good playing off of each other too as a matter yeah. of fact um you know how they let you kind of know how to introduce yourself right right and i forgot how they were gonna have me introduce myself but as we're coming down the hallway, right before we get ready to film the show, they turned to me and they said, can you say you invented weighted chewing pom-poms? I'm like, uh, is that a trick question? Because I wasn't, uh, that was not what I was supposed to say. Yeah. And they were like, no, can, can you say it? And I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah, free yeah. advertising. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm walking down the hallway and she says, What were you saying? And I was like, um, my name is Sherry. I'm from Round Rock, Texas. I was a collegiate cheerleader and I created a new dance. I invented weighted chilling pom-poms, creating a new dance fitness class. Said something like that. She said, say it again, but say weighted pom-poms last. So I'm like literally gogging down the hallway, getting my script right. Wow. So we get there and he turns to me and I said, I remember I said, I invented weighted cheerleading pom-poms. And Damon goes, 20%, 20%. I said, I'll take it. But I don't know if you hear it all there, but it's funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they have all these timeouts and stuff like that, you know, stop here. You shouldn't have looked at him as serious as it can be. Like, you realize that's that we just agreed on a contract, <laughs> Damon. Like, <laughs> that was a verbal agreement. Right? Exactly. That, and in yeah. Round Rock, that counts as an agreement. <laughs> so, so your my my experience with Pyramid, it was a long process. Yours seems like it was not very long. It wasn't. Did you wasn't did you long. have to do like like the different outfits and and a background check and yeah so so i uh, i love dressing up let me just right. tell you i love i love six inch heels i mean i like to the nines but that's not how i live okay uh -huh. and they said <laughs> five outfits jewel tones no prints no stripes no this no that just plain I went into my closet and I was like, ain't nothing in here plain. <laughs> I hate shopping. Really? I hate shopping. Uh, but I'm a good shopper because I'll go in and see it. If I don't see it, I'm out. Boom. Yeah. I went to so many stores and we had to get a picture of it and send it to them. So I'm like, hey, stranger, would you take a picture of me in this royal blue dress? <laughs> So I can send it to somebody I can't tell you who. Right. And oh man, it was a nightmare. I hated wow. it. I, hate, I, I, I hate I had to shop. I mean, I remember I, I went and shopped and actually bought <laughs> a lot of outfits and then came home and took pictures. But yeah, it was it was it was it was, it was odd. So let me ask you, did you have to wear a a Spanx? Spanx? Yeah. No. Okay. We were required to wear spanks, women and men. Why? You don't know either. Uh, <laughs> and so they wanted to get to look. And so and we so, only bring the best looking people on pyramid. <laughs> I don't know why I was up in there then, but I can tell you. Okay, so here's something that you and maybe a lot of other people might not understand. No, you definitely wouldn't understand. So now you don't have to worry about doing your makeup or hair because we're going to take care of that. Chuck, yeah. <laughs> first of all, I don't know how to take care of this. You're right. you, you want me to trust somebody whom I've never met to take right. care of this, this hair? And so I had a hairdresser come to my house like the day before and she did a protective style. So she braided my hair and she put in like, like the hair that looked like my hair. And so I get there, and I don't know if you remember, well, you weren't on season one, but in season one, the hairdresser, super nice people, right? Everybody's so great on set. I mean, they're super great. Well, she was from Paris. Oh. I said, this woman from Paris wouldn't know how to do this little hair. I'm so <laughs> glad. <laughs> she was like, oh, your hair's so lovely. I said, honey, this ain't my hair. 
She's like, well, this isn't my hair. My hair is, un-. and she's like, well, can I see it? She's like digging it up. Oh my And I was like, there's no way. So I always have to worry about if I'm on a show, okay, what's the weather going to be like? Do I want to take a, do I want to attempt to just have my natural hair or do I need to, you know, CYA? And I've always had the CYA, thank goodness. See, you ain't got to worry about that. I got to wow. worry about outfits. I got to worry about when can I get my hair done? Right. <laughs> so little so things she- that. She didn't really do much to your hair then. No, she didn't do nothing to it. She, she was digging into it and trying to understand it. But the um, the makeup guy, I remember looking at myself and I'm like, he said, oh, what is it? Do you like it? I said, I um, I see my mouth moving, but I don't recognize the face that the mouth's moving. <laughs> the, I didn't recognize myself, honey. He beat my face up. My lips were red and glossy. I had gold lame eyeshadow on and lashes. And I mean, he, I was like, and I was like, it was a bit much for me. I was going to say, did you like it? Uh, not really. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't wear a lot of makeup to start with. And, uh-huh. and then once, um, then he looked at me and he goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot this. He said, come in here, come in here. There's way too much goat. There's way too much eyeshadow. I said, oh, praise you. Thank you, Jesus. And then he said, and I forgot to put your eyelashes on. I was like, oh Here we go. <laughs> so you see me, I'm on, my lips are super glossy. That's the difference I can tell between what I've, anytime I film, I, I filmed that in New York, right? Uh-huh. And the makeup. Versus LA. LA, the makeup was very minimal. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I like that a lot better. But yeah, that's, it, yeah, that, I can see that. I remember, you know, doing it for Wheel of Fortune and stuff, and they just touch you up just to make sure you're set ready and you're not going to shine. And uh, yeah, New York, man, they really, <laughs> they really do it. Yeah, you see them glossy lips. Yeah, yeah. So how'd you do on Pyramid? Um, I won 12 grand. You won twelve grand. Yeah, and I I, I kick myself. Obviously, anybody that's been on a show, I'm okay if I do my best. If uh-huh. I do my best and it's not there, that's just the athlete in me. If I do my best and it's not there, then I'm good, right? You know, a lot of people don't know that you can't see a clock. Could could y'all see a clock? Season two, they gave us the clock. We didn't have a clock. I remember that was a huge item of contention. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't even see the clock when we are in like the competitive part, the the oh, this first part. There's yeah. no clock, so you don't know how far along you are in in or anything. And so when we get to the winner circle, I'll tell you what happened. I'm not telling trade secrets because you know I'm just gonna say what happened. Right. So uh, I remember watching Dick Clark. You know, we all grew up watching it. But yeah. the guy, I can't think of his name, but he played Larry on Three's Company. Okay, yeah. And he was like super good, right? He was super good. And I remember watching the episode and Dick Clark said, you're so good at this. How is it that you're so good? And he, and he says, well, before I say anything, I try to think of the best first clue. So I really practiced on thinking what's the best first clue I can give. So we're in the winner's circle. And by the way, you can see us on Hulu because we're now all the Pyramid episodes on Hulu. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's wow. why. Yeah. So you can see your episode on Hulu. Okay. Yep. Oh. And so um, I have friends say, uh, were you on Pyramid? I've seen 
watching you on Fear Me. I was like, what? Oh, on Game Show Network, we're now reruns. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty so, cool. Um, yeah, I filmed in 2016 and I, I filmed April 16th. 2016 and it aired like july something 2016 so okay they did it quick yeah and so um i'm sitting there at damon and they said here's your first subject go right and i see it and i'm like campbell's chicken noodle soup. Soup. yeah but when i watched it it just said i think it said chicken noodle it didn't it didn't do the Campbell's or whatever it did, they left off one of the clues. And I was like, I could have sworn I said Campbell's chicken noodle, right? To so get to the next one, and I see it. And I immediately think, okay, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. So if I say one of the words, it can be misconstrued. So then I was like, mm, he's rich, he'll get this. I said, an American Express. He doesn't say anything. What would you say? Credit card. Okay. He doesn't say anything. So I was like, MasterCard Visa. And he said, credit cards. Ding, we get that one. We go to the next one. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're somebody famous. I'm standing outside this restaurant. I'm not going to take your picture when you come out. And I'm going to sell it to a tabloid. Paparazzi. Ding, get that one. Gets to the next one. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it turns around. And then I hear boom, just like this boom sound, right? And I get startled. And I look, and the credit card went, they had flipped it back around. And my brain, I'm like, why did that one jump back around? Why did that jump back around? I was like, okay, don't, don't worry about that. Look at this one. And it was things that jump. So subliminally, I had seen it, things that jump. And I was like, why did that one jump back around? So now the word jump is stuck in my head. And I'm yeah. like, okay, uh, uh, what do you see? And I had to try to talk myself through it. Okay, what do you see? And I thought, I see a little girl jump rope on the playground in my head for some reason. I was like, a little girl um on the playground and when i said on the that's a prepositional phrase so i got x oh I my gosh like, i was like all right my christian get back in this game it's like i heard my mama like yeah get in that game christian yeah fight 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 and so i was like um sinuses uh pepper uh he's like i was like how cold and he finally said things that made you sneeze right yeah now this one's really funny this right here would tell anybody that's listening how your brain operates <laughs> when you're in this kind of stress. It flips around. I'm going to tell you what it is. And it was things that deflate. Okay. Now, this is 2016. Kind of know what's going on in sports at that time? Oh, yeah. Tom Brady's balls, right? Right, right. And so I'm getting ready to say Tom Brady's balls. It's like the little whisper in Tom Brady's balls, Tom Brady's balls. I said, I can't say Tom Brady's balls on national <laughs> TV. Now my brain wouldn't say footballs. Cause you know, everybody was thinking about Tom Brady's balls. That's the whole right. I said, I can't say it on national TV. And I was like, a balloon, <laughs> a tire. And I'm like going there, and Tom Brady's balls, Tom Brady's balls, say it, say it. And I'm like, little kids are watching this, you know? I used to social work. And I can't say this, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, a man's ego. And I'm going through all these different things. And it's like, Tom Brady's balls. It kept whistling in my ear. And then finally, when I said a man's ego, and he said things that are inflated, I'm like, oh, the opposite. And I'm like a balloon. And it's like the time is ticking. And finally, because remember they tell you, if you don't get anything, get that top one. Because it's yeah. five cheeks, right? And so I'm like, okay, I got to get this one. 
And finally, he says things that deflate. And I'm just like, woo! And so $12,000. And so Michael comes over and goes, you know, you should have said the Patriots football. So I'm like, you don't know how close I was. Don't you dare. No, Michael. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, my brain, my mouth. I, I'm so politically correct with children. I just want to say Tom Brady's ball. Did you ever figure out why that other uh, triangle flipped so hard? You know why? They didn't catch it when I first said MasterCard. You said card. I said card, and it was a form of the word. However, the first word I was going to say was visa, but I realized at that time in the news, it was like people getting their visas and everything. Oh. So I thought, that's not the best first clue. And I'm like, oh, he's rich. He'll get this. And American Express. And I'm sitting there like, he's going to just say it. And he didn't. So I was like, you know, MasterCard Visa. So I'm just like kicking myself for that. Gosh. Isn't that crazy? So what you just explained happens in seconds. And you had three million thoughts go through your head and had a conversation with yourself while you're playing a timed game show on national TV. Yeah. Like it's nuts the things that go through your head and, and how fast your brain's working and how fast you're thinking. Yeah, it really is. You see that, you see that thing pop up and you want to say the best first thing. And, and so, Oh, wait for it. So when I'm in the green room, right. When we're watching everybody else, uh-huh. one of the girls that was in the group, she was a school teacher. I believe she gets in a winner's circle. Shut up. Hands of God. This happened. The fifth Triangle right before the, the top one, right? Mm -hmm. French things. No. And I was like, oh, I said, we're in the back. I, was like, oh, I dreamed that, right? No. And she ended up saying like French fries. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> and later when the, I was like, I swear, I said, I had a dream about that, right? And I said, I was telling my husband, croissant, vichy escargot. She said, I wish you had told me. And I was like, I don't too. And so the second game, a guy that, you know, you're, you're back there. People don't understand. You're back there. You're becoming friends with people and you want to support them. You want to see everybody win. Yeah. Right. And so the, the trip came up and they didn't, back then, they, the first season, they just said a trip. They didn't tell you what the trip was going to be, if I recall, mm -hmm. because when he won the trip, they said, you want a trip to Greece? And I was like, and I remember I was standing up because we we're jumping because he got the, the seven and we're jumping. And he said, Greece. I said, and I said, what did I say? What did I say? And they said, you want a trip to Greece? And I was like, oh my gosh, I said that. Too. That's crazy. And then the guy who I ended up playing with, he was like, well, say something else so that we can believe it. And I was like, I don't care if you believe it or not. I just know what I said. Right. And so here I had this Harry Potter shirt on and I get <laughs> hit it or quit it. That's incredible. Wow. But yeah, it's crazy. It would yeah, the the behind the scenes and the and the leading up to it is I think those are the cool stories hearing everybody's different like perspective. Like that's yeah. you know, you know, all your friends and family see what happens on TV. They don't know or see anything before, after, during, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's really cool. Wow. So pyramid leads to Thunderdome. Yeah. So in 2017 so you did Thunderdome. So here's what's crazy. So um, I have been a semi-finalist on Shark Tank a couple of times. What that means is you go through the process 
everything except they're going to determine whether or not they're going to fly you out to pitch in front of the sharks. So they never flew me out to pitch in front of the sharks. So I'm like, well, you know, win money this way, you knew, right? And a girlfriend of mine, she sent me this thing about Steve Harvey's Thunderdome, and she sent it to me in July of 2016. Okay. okay. So I just filmed Pyramid in April. And so I'm reading the thing, and you know how it says, if you've been on another show, you can't, you know, within a year or so. Yeah. And so I submitted my stuff, and I saw that, and I thought, oh, I better tell them. So I, I told them, I said, they're like, you know, we, we would love you for the Thunderdome show. You know, you're great. We'd like to move to the next phase, next step. And I was like, well, here's the deal. I just filmed $100,000 Pyramid, and they said, when did you film? And I was like, April. When is it air? And I remember it is going to air a week from then. So it's like, maybe this was like July the 13th, and it's going to air July 21st or something. Yeah. We were like, uh, well, let us find out. And I was like, man. This is the show I need to be on. It's about entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. And so I was in Dallas. I was helping choreograph a, a routine for some bodybuilders. And so I happened to take my computer with me, which I was glad of. And so I sent them a video of something. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, this is the kind of energy that I can bring to the show. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to go out. And at least I can say I left it all on the table. Sure. And so they sent me the next phase. And I was like, so... I'm okay. They said, yeah, as long as you hadn't done Shark Tank. And I was like, okay. And so the process for Thunderdome was a lot. Really? Um, this was July. And so they were calling you like every week, if not two or three times a week, and trying to understand what you're pitching and kind of give you an idea how to pitch. And you got 90 seconds to pitch. And they're helping you tweak it and everything, right? And so... As you probably know, a lot of times this stuff happens like last minute. Right. You know? And so um, I get a call, and I remember it was the weekend that Tennessee was playing Texas A&M here <laughs> in Texas. I'm such a football fan. And I was like, I'm going to that ball game. And it was the game was Saturday, and this is Friday night, and I get a phone call. And it was the Thunderdome people, and they said, so what are you doing Monday? And I was like, uh, nothing, because, you know, they're constantly selling new calls. It's okay. We'd like to fly you out here for a week. For okay. a week? Yeah, for a week. And you need to bring five outfits. <laughs> yeah. I was like, not the outfits again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and your tone colors, and they, they went through the same thing. And I was like, no. And so um, I, I played a little trickery. So I remember it was a Friday night, and I was like, I got to find a pink skirt, like a yeah. cheer skirt, right? And I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and I'm like looking, looking, I found a pink tennis skirt. Uh, so I thought, okay, this will work. And I had some pound pong shirts. So I put like five outfits together that were hideous, except for one. Uh, <laughs> the one you wanted. <laughs> That's incredible. So Thunderdome, they fly, uh, fly out Monday and we're there for a week. That's, and yes, yeah. you get per diems. You know, you got okay. to yeah, yeah. You know, and it was about the same, it was the same amount, but this was for five days. I remember they told us, you're going to get off the plane. There'll be a, a van waiting for you. Um, be careful what you say on the van, because you may be on there with another person from the show. And you don't want to know what each other's pitching. Yeah. Because you may be pitching against each other. Uh -huh. Right. So I was like, okay. So I had my beats on, you know, and 
he comes and it's just me and another girl and she sits in the front seat of the van with the driver <laughs> with and I was like weirdo and yeah. I go sitting back I'm just like this with my headset now my headsets aren't on I'm, I'm just going to be listening to what they're saying ah. you know incognito right <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, you know, and she's just like, oh, where's the Hollywood sign? What's this? Where's this? You know, going oh. on. And we get there, and by now it's like two o'clock their time, but that's like four o'clock for me. And so I'm starving like Marvin Hungry, like Jack. So we get <laughs> off, and I go up, and, you know, I tell them my name, we check in the hotel. And I check checking in, and she comes up and she looks at me and she slides her driver's license. And I was like, it was kind of weird because she looked at me and then she just slid her driver's license like that. And I realized, oh, she didn't want me to know her name. Oh. And so, <laughs> um, you know, and I knew she was there for the show. So I turned to her because she was by herself and I was by myself. I said, hey, you know, um, my name's Sherry. And I said, do you want to maybe go get something to eat together? Because, you know, you're by yourself. And yeah. she's like, no. And I was like, okay. And so That's I go in the hotel. Was, no. Yeah, no. I was like, okay. Oh. So I go up to my room and then I go get me something to eat in the hotel. Oh my gosh. So we're in a really, it's like a residential area, but it's, a, it's like this incognito hotel. It's really cool. And I'm sitting there and there's this husband and wife beside me, you know, eating. Uh-huh. And He's got on like some overalls and they're kind of greasy and she's got on like a house dress from Walmart. Now I'm not trying to pitch on Walmart. I'm just getting painting you the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're friendly. And I'm talking to them. Chuck, look, I'm, I'm gonna talk to people. Right. And they were from San Antonio. Oh. And they were there to film Dr. Phil. Really? Yeah. And so they give me all their Kool-Aid. And I'm just like, yeah, my dad, she said I did this tour and this and this and, he, and it's like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And I remember his name was Wendell. And I was like, okay, okay. So then that night we're, uh, we're upstairs. I remember one night I'm at the pool, right? It was, a, it was a rooftop pool and I see them and they're filming the next day. They said, well, they bought us clothes and everything. And, 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 you know, and it was his, it was his stepdaughter. And she was accusing him of stuff. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, um, yeah. I said, you know, well, Wendell, when you get on there, so you do know part of what they're trying to do is to push your buttons. I said, so you just need to sit back and be really cool. And his, his wife, her mom was like, yeah, none of this happened. She's just doing this, whatever. And, you know, I've, I've lived, I've lived, I've investigated sex abuse and did all that. So I'm just sitting there listening, like, why, why are they talking to me? I didn't know when his show was going to air. I don't really watch Dr. Phil. I do have a friend who's a makeup artist for him. And so um, I just happened to turn the TV on one day and I'll be doggone if Wendell, it was, it was that episode. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's Wendell. That's, that's the guy. And so, and he was like, yeah. And and she's saying I did this and she's going on and on. And, and Dr. Phil's like, when we get back, we're going to bring her out, you know? And so I'm like, okay. I just told Wendell the night before this film, just be calm and cool, right? Sure. No. Soon as Dr. Phil comes back home, Dr. Phil's okay. Now we're back and we're sitting here, you fucking lying bitch! And I was like, oh. 
many shows, you never know who you, you never know. And some ladies met Erica Badu in the in the elevator. Some of the other girls on the on the show. I hook up with this. So they bring us. They're telling me, okay, you need to be down in the um in the lobby by eight, like eight fifteen or something. So I get down there, you know, like ten after eight. So I get there and they're like, okay, go ahead and get on the van. And so I get on the van, and it's two different vans that take us to the studio, CBS Studios, as a matter of fact. And so while we're there, we have to bring our stuff, mm -hmm. right? And we, we're going to do a mock pitch to the executives. And so we got our stuff and they, they check all of our stuff in. And so we're standing in line waiting to get checked in and we're outside and they kept saying, what's your name? I kept telling them my name. Like, okay, you come back in. They kept pushing me to the back. And I'm like, you push me right So I'm there talking to everybody in line, right? And then I'm like, and the last one, I was like, well, I was like number three in line. What's going on? So another van comes. And then they get out and they say, okay, you come back here. So now I'm getting pushed back in this line. So I'm learning everybody's names, right? Right, right. And so what I later discovered was summation is the van that came first were filming like they were group A. Uh huh. The other van was group B. So those were the people we were going to pitch against. Oh. So they had to separate, kind of like with um, you bet your uh, life. You bet your life, right? And so I'm learning all these people, and then I learn all the people that you know is going to be in the kind of group that I'm in. And so we go in, we check our stuff, and then we go into this trailer, and they're giving us the rules. The girl that <laughs> spit her license, so she's in there, right? And they're saying you don't, we, you never know how we're going to set this up. We may do um a father and son versus a mother and daughter. We may have two people whose products are, are you know, very similar pitching against each other, or maybe there's just something very similar that you guys have in common and we think it'd be a good match, right? So we're sitting in there and they're telling us what's gonna happen. You're gonna come out and it's gonna be the energy. We want you to keep the energy up and you come out, get the fans supporting you, you know, high five them, whatever, because this is 2016. You know, yeah. This girl, the one I was on the band with, she raises her hand and she says, so when the other people are pitching, should we boo them? What? I said, see what I'm Rosa? <laughs> <laughs> She's a white girl. I'm like, damn, I'm Rosa. I mean, she cut through, right? You know? And everybody's looking at her. They're like, no, you don't have to do that. You know, I was like, man, she cut through. <laughs> they have us all change into our out what we're going to wear so that they can, you know, test which what they want you to wear. And so I go put mine on and then I said, well, you do realize I can't wear this out there because they'll see pound palms and cheerleading out there, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just keep going on what you had on. I said, cool. So I'll go back out there. And I'm a Rosa sitting behind me, right? <laughs> and earlier I'm sitting, I'm just reading my little book. And people are talking, you know, it's, it's always those people who know this, you know, and I'm, I'm yeah. like, you know, practically sleep on the couch, you know, and I'm just <laughs> sitting there reading my book. And there was a husband and wife in front of us, and they were talking about this new math to make kids do, you know, the devil's math, whatever that math is, everybody's freaking <laughs> out. So I'm sitting here listening, and everybody's, and she's, Amarosa's talking, and she's talking about this math, and I was like, well, isn't it just like adding like 44 to 62, you just 
you know, round down to 60 and then round down to 40 and that's 60 plus 40 and then you add six and they all go, are you a school teacher? I said, no. And they said, are you something else? I was like, no. And I put my head down, right? And so then she's talking about, I'm talking about her son, she's on the phone or something. She's worried because he's throwing up and they can't figure out what's going on. So I turned, I was like, how old is your son? And she's like, I said, is your son a teenager? She's like, yeah, does he play video games? She's like, yeah. Late at night? Yeah. Did you drink sodas? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, what's happening is he's going, did he go through a growth spurt? She's like, yeah. I said, what's happening is his body's not react. His body's not allowed to get enough sleep. And the acid from the soda is mixing with the acid in his stomach, which is causing him to throw up. Because when you're growing, you need that for the blood to be able to operate. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to tell her why her kid's throwing up. She goes, are you a doctor? I was like, no, I took my head down, right? Like, they're trying to trigger me out. And yeah, oh, yeah, like, they are. You should have said, yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, I am. Just yeah. to throw them way off. <laughs> they even placed them on TV. <laughs> and so I got my hair up in a bun, you know, and glasses, and I'm totally nerded out. When I went, came back with the same outfit on, she says, is that your outfit? Because everybody else had changed, you know? Yeah. She says, is that your outfit? And I was like, well, if what one wears is defined as an outfit and I am wearing this, then I suppose this is my outfit. She said, I knew it. I said, what did you know? She said, um, oh, because I had on like a Sharknado t-shirt and like a little sweater hoodie that was V-neck and some workout tights. Well, I don't know what she knew. She know? never answered you? No, you knew what? I said, because, you know, if I had this on before and I came back and said, and what, what did you know? She said, oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm a Rosa. So I'm standing outside waiting for the van, right? And there's this big guy. He's standing there. And I see my producer talking to the guy. And I'm looking over there. And I hear them talk about uh, Last Chance You. Last Chance You. Love the show. Yeah. Yeah, love it, right? I just watched it. This is October. And I just watched it in August. And they're talking about Last Chance You. And I see my producer talking to this guy. And I was like, you, you've never seen Last Chance You? And he was like, no. Nah. I said, do you like football? He said, yeah, I play football for LSU. And I was like, oh, OK. And he introduces me. I said, my name's Kirsten. I said, oh, my name's Sherry. And, he, and I said, you play for LSU? So, hmm, let me see if I can figure out the position. I'm like, defensive end. He's like, yeah, defense. How did you guess that? I said, I was collegiate football trainer. He goes, oh, OK, OK. And I went, oh, my God. They're going to match me with him. Yeah. Football player versus cheerleader. I'm like, I better keep my mouth shut, right? And so he and I and two of the ladies, two ladies that were, they rode the van back with me. We all ended up hanging out the whole week together. Wow. Right? Yeah. And this whole time I'm like, they're going to put me with Kirsten. I know they are. Uh -huh. Because it's perfect. Now I'm totally nerded out the whole time. Glasses, whole works, right? And we're going to the beach. We're going out to eat. All four of us just hanging out, you know? And sure enough, that the night before, they tell you when you're going to film. And, you know, so everybody said, well, we're filming tomorrow at this time. Like, and the ladies that they were from Florida who were filming, they had to film at like 7 30 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, mine's not until like four, you know? Yeah. And they're like, we got to get up early to sleep in. Like, yep. So I slept <laughs> in, got up, went to the gym, worked out, had breakfast, just really just, you know, prepared my mind for it. Sure. And, because when you had to do the mock pitch, they kind of tell you, can you do this? Can you change it up? Do this. And so you're changing on the dime. Yeah. And 
I get on, get down there, and Kirsten is getting on the van too. And so we get on the same van. We sitting in the back together, listening to our music. And I was like, I'm gonna be pitching against him. Meanwhile, the girls from the show earlier, they were our friends. They called me. They said, Listen, when you go in, they're gonna show you where to stand. It's gonna be a group of you. Whoever's in that other group is the person you're gonna be pitching against. Okay. Group, right. So sure enough, we get there and they split me and Kirsten up. And I go in with this group of people. He goes in with this group of people. And I was like, we're going to be pitching against each other. Yeah. So we get ready. And I have a little trick. Um, when you get, you know how you get caught in mouth? Uh-huh. You, you're, you're super nervous, obviously. And, but I learned a long time ago, because when I tried out for cheerleading, just from different stuff, this member, I was naturally shy. Mm-hmm. I learned from Gay Sparrow, got yeah. rest of soul. I ran when I ran track one day. She was like, "Hey, Shamrock, you want a starburst?" I'm like, "Sure." So I popped in my mouth and I thought, "I'm gonna do my uh, mile warm up." So I'm gonna do three laps, and on that last lap, I'm gonna chew this, you know, and see if I can just not just keep it in my mouth until that last lap. Well, I did that, and I recall that I didn't have sticky spit, you know. It was like, "Oh, yeah. my saliva stayed intact." So I realized that's the perfect thing to keep cotton mouth away. So when I tried out for cheerleading, I would bite into a starburst, keep it in my mouth, and it would. Well, you can hear me because you know you, you get that your teeth, you know your your mouth yeah. sticks to your teeth. So I always took some with me. So I had some, and I realized if I get pink, it'll blend in with the tongue because I've had like green up in my And so I would I always go and I find a star starburst and I looked at this a lemonade when I think they showed us a sample of the show to, to, to prepare, and then you you know you go do makeup and. Mm-hmm. While I'm doing my makeup, they have to escort you everywhere. So I'm in the hallway waiting. And there was a lady sitting there, and an older, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm waiting for my daughter. She did her makeup. Then I said, okay. And I'm just chatting with this lady. She said, yeah, my birthday's soon. I said, when's your birthday? I think she said October 20th. Because mine's the 22nd. And we're like, oh, oh, we're not leaving. And then her daughter comes out. And she said, this is my dog. I was like, oh, my gosh, in my head. My, oh, my gosh, it's Laura Hernandez. Oh, wow. Yeah, Olympian, right? Yeah. And she was on Dancing with the Stars. And they were filming Dancing with the Stars at the same time. And so I ended up getting on the elevator with her. And I said, like, can I take a picture? Like, yeah, so we take a picture. But I couldn't post it. Right, right. <laughs> Until after my show aired. And so there's a picture on my uh, Instagram, me and Laura Hernandez. Uh, and her mom's like, what exactly are you here doing? I'm like, can I tell them? And we're like, you're going to see a show with Steve Harvey and, you know, trying to tell them, get them a clue without telling them. Yeah. And so um, right behind backstage, you're standing there. Right. And they're like, OK, my producer, I realized my producer was his producer because they matched us together. It made mm. sense. So there were two of us. So one's with me and guess one's with him. And he was like, OK, um, don't forget, talk slow. I'm like, yeah, because if you can't tell yet, I talk really fast. <laughs> yeah. I talk fast because I'm super shy and I want to get the words out. That's okay. how that happened. Okay. And so um, so when I was in school, they would say, Sherry, answer this. And I talk really fast and get it over with. So now <laughs> it's a benefit. And so um, he says, okay and uh don't forget to don't forget to get get the honest of all i'm like yeah he said he was just like he's biting his nails i said are you nervous he goes yeah are you i was like nope i'm good i just knew if i could remember the first two things i wanted to say i was good because i never write a pitch down never write it down i will keep it up here so that i don't have to 
So I can always remember it instead of trying to rely on a piece of paper and then get lost because I can't remember and I don't have the paper in front of me. Yeah, yeah. So this lady comes out and she's like, now listen, you're going to hear me say, go Sherry, go Sherry, go. And when you hear me say that, I want you to come running out with all of your energy. Chuck, I was like, can you say Shamrock? Because if you say, go Shamrock, go Shamrock, go. A whole nother person's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go Shamrock, go Shamrock, go. And I go out, and it's just like, ah! Coming into the Thunderdome right now, two inventors asking for $10,000 to ramp up their new business. Cheerleader whose pom poms will leave you breathless. Is up against an ex football player who wants everybody to get rich. Well, entering the Thunderdome for $10,000 is Sherry with her pom poms versus Kirsten with his bricks. What's going on? How you doing? Pleasure, sir. Nice, nice to meet you. <laughs> one of them cheer, one of them play. Let's see how this works. For those who don't know what the show is, it only had one season. You and another um, entrepreneur in another Thunderdome, and the audience, you pitch, and then the audience votes on who gets funded. Oh, okay. So you don't know who's going to pitch first. You don't know anything. And Steve was like, all right, all right, go share. And I'm like, oh, right. It's on, right? And yeah. Up, right? And so I was trying to get the crowd pepped up. And I'm like, three, two, one, let's have some fun. When I say thunder, you say don't. Thunder. Thunder. I didn't hear nothing. I was like, uh-oh. So I go into my pitch, and I hit every mark the way I wanted it. And I was like, perfect. But it wasn't until the show aired that I heard them your back because you know you're mic'd up and you can't really hear lots for oh, some reason yeah. you know and so um <laughs> so I did my pitch and then Steve comes and talks to you and then he does his pitch and it was Kirsten yeah of and course his problem was grits right Get uh -huh. grits in the struggle and he created the hats and shirts you know because he had been he got drafted in the NFL but then he had a debilitating injury and he was like I had like 20 bucks, eight bucks in my pocket, and I'm driving yeah. down the street. And like, man, I got to find a way to get rich in the struggle. And it came for regrets. And he said, So you wear the hat as a reminder of what's in your brain to keep thinking, stay positive. And you wear the shirt uh, as, you know, to remind us what's in your heart and everything. And I was just like, I'm staring like, I'm so proud of little Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of my little brother, you know? I was like, Look at my little baby brother out there. He's doing yeah. so good. <laughs> and then they bring you to the center. And Steve goes, and they don't air this part. This part got cut. I don't know why. And they're like, okay, Sherry, now that you know what Kirsten does, and Kirsten, now that you know what Sherry does, Sherry, tell the honest why they should vote for you and not for him. Go. And you're like, oh. But because he and I have been talking smack all week, I felt comfortable like talking smack with him on yeah. the stage, right? So I was like, well, you know, Steve. I'm a country girl from Tennessee. And everybody's like, Tennessee, Tennessee. Like, but you know, I live in Texas right now. Yeah, Texas. I'm like, mm, I right there. Here we go. <laughs> I was like, I live in Utah uh, and Georgia. No, Crickets. And I was like, but you know, when I see grits, I think for me, I think it, it stands for girls really into 
Spirit! <laughs> <laughs> and then I talked a little bit more about my business, about, you know, I have breast cancer survivors with lymphedema. And, you know, I'm going into, it's not just for cheerleaders, it's a fitness program for anybody. I'm just really plugging it in what the company really is about. And then I said, you know, he may be big. Well, yeah, he is big. And he may be bad. And he's definitely his own boss. But we will take care of, we must take care of, we will take care of you and your mamas too. And then I looked at his team like this and see it's like, uh, I don't know what's wrong with this. <laughs> and I'm like, where did that come from? I don't know, but there was a cheer, you would be, you know, and so I just played on that. And I was like, you and your mamas too. And I was like, so then Kirsten comes out and he's like uh you know Sherry's got a great product and you know uh he talked about his product going so anyway we come back and they go to commercial and I'm gonna go daddy commercial for him oh yeah called me invited me out to film a go daddy commercial I was like cool that's when the commercial airs we come back it's like okay Steve's okay listen y'all voted and some money's better than no money we're going to rise this button rises from the center of the floor. Right. Uh And he goes, but you know, in business, you have to make tough decisions sometimes and some money's better than no money. So we're going to flash different amounts of money up and you can come up and hit this button and take that money. Or you can chance on whether or not the audience voted you. Right. Man. You could ask for 10, 25, 50 or hundred K. And he said, just remember whatever amount of money this is doing when we're auditioning, Whatever amount of money you're asking for, you may be asked for 100K, but see, you may be going up against somebody who actually needs it and you don't. Yeah, right? yeah. So I asked for 50 because I need to, you know, manufacture pound palms, produce videos, build a streaming platform, right? I get there, they drop me to 10. Oh. And I'm like, well, you know, they have the right to do us in a contract, but I later surmised that they wanted me to pitch against a football player and he just had t shirts and hats. So, you know, I, I think that, and then they played on it because that night, Season two of Pyramid, they had, um, let's see, Family Feud came on first, and they had, like, the Hall of Famers playing into, like, baseball versus football Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone on our episode, because Funny Don't came on after Family Feud, was was sports stuff. And then Pyramid came on next, and it was all athletes. I think um, Cam Newton was on. And so that was, so they really played the sports night up. So there we were. And so money's flashing on the screens, right? And I'm thinking, they're not going to do 10000 right? And this is what went through my head. I had just got paid for Pyramid. Okay. I'm filming in October 2016. Yeah. I just, you know how they 90 days, 120 yep. days, every time you get your money. I just got the money like August or September. So in my mind, I had $12,000 in my back pocket, right? So I'm like, only way I would hit that button is if it says eight, because mm-hmm. I don't want to pay the taxes and go through that nightmare over two, three thousand dollars. Right, right. And so that was kind of what my little positioning was. All of a sudden, these money's flashing up, and you're looking and you're hearing, "No, go, no!" I'm like, are they saying no or go? Yeah, which one is it? <laughs> They're like, go, no, and you're like, no, and. And then Steve stops. It's like, all right, this is tough right here. And we're going to try it again, you know, and he goes back in and, it, and it, things are flashing. You literally can't tell. No and go sounds so much alike. Who knew, yeah, right? Right. And so 
and I think it hit like 3,800 and I noticed that was the highest it was going to get. And I walked up there as soon as I went like this, this woman behind me, I swear my mother jumped from Tennessee <laughs> and took this woman's body because I heard, Sherry, you better not hit that button. And I turned and looked at that lady and then Kirsten hit the button. No kidding. He hit the button. So I stepped back. Okay, so Kirsten, you know, why did you hit the button? He said, I could tell how the audience was swaying. I was like, I couldn't because, you know, all the girls thought he was cute. Right, right. <laughs> He's handsome, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like cheerleaders. But I, had, I was taking that to consideration. Do they not like cheerleaders or, or they don't like fitness, you know? Right. So I was like, I have no idea. And so you don't know how it's going to be told, you know, how, Steve gonna say, "Oh, by the way, you won." You know, you don't know. So yeah. you stand there and you just kind of like, okay. And it's like, okay, so we're gonna find out who the audience voted for. And I'm just like, uh, how do I find out? You know, I'm looking around because I don't know what's gonna happen. And all of a sudden, these ginormous monitors around the whole perimeter of the top of the building, they just show pom poms, just like my pom poms, pitch just surround it, and they were like. Boom. And that was my product up. And that's when I know I won. And I'm like jumping like a mad woman over $10,000. I was disappointed that I won 12. Yeah. And like a mad woman doing the toe touches. I'm like, I can't do a toe touch. I got arthritis in my knee. <laughs> I was doing a toe touch and I'm running on the stage. I'm like, Wah! and I and I go over and I hug Kirsten. He's like, I'm so proud of you. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Now. And we both walked away with money. That's the best. Best, best of both worlds right there. You yeah. you you made friends with this guy all yeah. week. Go against him, and you guys both walk away with money. Yeah, it was great. And so now I, we didn't have to do this on Pyramid. But then, so they take you, and they do like a little post interview. Anybody want to thank? And you're thanking Steve. You're thanking your parents. You're thanking, you know, your husband, everybody. And, and, some. and then they take you in this room, and it's a shrink. Did you ever do this? No. <laughs> And so they said, we're going to have you meet with the uh, psychiatrist. I was like, the psychiatrist, okay. And so there's a couch. And I was like, am I supposed to sit here on the couch? I said, you got a couch and everything. And I just kick back and chill out like this. He said, if you'd like. I was like, yeah. And like this. And I'm like, he's like, so how do you feel? I'm like, I'm good. How you yeah. feeling? You know? yeah, right. and, he, and he asked maybe a, a one or two other questions. And he said, well, you seem to be fine. I was like, okay. I was trying to understand why that happened. And right. then you meet the attorney and they're like, you know, you're going to get, you know, for a year, you're going to be on the LBC and anybody calls you, you've got to contact us. If you're going to be on showing me, if Ellen calls you, you know, I was like, I said, oh, it's not calling me. And she said, oh, no, you have a very compelling story. Because I was talking about, I had a miscarriage. And yeah. in the middle of me launching the pound palms, um, that happened. And I had to stop. I had to have three surgeries in four months. And then I slipped wow. this disc in my back and couldn't walk. So that was part of the journey that I had been on, you know? Wow. And I remember saying, I remember looking in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself. myself. And I said, women, y'all know what I mean. You look in the mirror, you don't recognize yourself. And I said, I remember my mom telling me, you have a woman's body now, you know? I had to ask myself, did I believe all the stuff I've been preaching? I, I talked about the miscarriage, which I don't talk about often, but... Mm -hmm. I figured if I talk about it, and, and he said, so how's the journey? You know, how is it, you know, how long have you been working on this? And I was like, you know, Steve, we all have ups and downs. And and that was that was one of those moments for me. I'm two days from launching it at a fitness show in California. And I went in for an ultrasound, and I had 
fibroids. So they wanted to check them. So they, I'm looking at my baby on a big 40 inch monitor. And as they're checking him, his heartbeat stops right in the middle of the ultrasound. Oh my gosh. And so um, the fibroid was in the uterus with the baby and they fought over the blood and the fibroid one. Oh my gosh. So, and so I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that in, in when the shows, and, and then I'm talking about, you know, breast cancer survivors, because that's part of what I do to help save off lymphedema. And they're like, no, Ellen's going to call you. When my show aired, they cut all that out. Did they really? And I was, I don't, I understand that they cut stuff, right? I just didn't like how they cut it because it made me sound vain because they cut it like, and, I was, and, it, and it looks like I say, oh yeah, I was a collegiate cheerleader. Then I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself and that had nothing to do with it. That doesn't make any sense. No. Um, and I thought, wow, that sounded very vain, you know? Uh, and so I hate, I hated that. I hated that because the true reason for why I was saying that was because, you know, I had this miscarry and I had three surgeries in four months and then slipped the disc on back, couldn't walk. And I had to rehabilitate myself. And they, and, and that's why I was like, ladies, you know what I mean? You look in the mirror, you don't recognize yourself. And it was like, yeah, I was a collegiate cheerleader. And then one day I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself. Wow. With, yeah. with no, uh, with no backstory to that or anything like it just it, like I said before it just it just doesn't make any sense no and so so that's one of the things that people aren't aware of there's there's a lot of editing and when you even on Shark Tank because I know about how the editing goes now and I watch the show and you see a person and they have like a stunned face that might not be based on what was happening right it could just be at a break and they're just sitting there with, with you know resting bitch face or whatever yeah yeah um because I know there are times when they pass, you know, pan to Steve and he's laughing at something I said, but then they showed it again. It was the same clip of him laughing. Yeah. You know, so I was like, that's a lot of editing that goes on. So, uh -huh. and then, and so, you know, you're seeing the jest of the show and, the, and, and of everything, but um, just like with Pyramid, um, when that one flip, flipped around, it's not on the show. Wow. You know, watch it and it just shows me missing it. And that it, it's it's funny because that was like a pivotal moment in your round because that threw you off and they don't yeah. show that whatsoever, you know. So, yeah. yeah, editing is a huge thing. I mean, I like you were just saying, like I look at like especially game shows just because we know it look at them differently because I know how the editing goes and how, uh, you know they can make you say something you didn't really say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bet your life, right? Yeah. We had a moment where they stopped filming. Stop filming, stop filming, stop filming, right? And it was on our second question, the question that we ended up missing. Okay. Right? And so it was what sport that, that was invented, you know, something in Massachusetts, right? The first one was B, first one was basketball, and then B was football. C was lacrosse, and then D was some stupid thing, right? And so we're sitting there talking, talking it out, you know, like, okay, so whatever we were saying in that moment. <laughs> then all of a sudden they said, Jay, stop filming, stop filming, and we like, freeze. Okay, what happened? <laughs> right? On the show, when you watch it, it looks like the screen is right here, but it's like way back there, right? Yeah, right, right. I'm turning, I'm looking to reread the question. And it says B, football. And I looked at Jay, and he was just like, 
straight face, you know? And I was like, was it football? So my head, I, I literally like in football, because I was thinking basketball, right? Mm-hmm. My brain. And we were talking about, I said, I know football, you know, and, and she loved Duke basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're sitting there. So when it comes back on, we're like, you know, hacking out. And I was like, I don't know. And they, but they took part of what we said at the start and they, they spliced it with what we were saying at the end. And so we thought it was basketball. I mean, we thought it was football because that was, they should have thrown it out. They should have thrown it out. Yeah, they really should have. We said, okay, football. And it was basketball. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And so, and I, because this is how my brain was going. Okay. So I know Football Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Um, like football hall of fame is in Cleveland. Okay, what sports takes place in Massachusetts? Okay, well, that would have invented football. They don't even have a football, an NFL team, you know, but Harvard's there, so maybe football was there because, you know, maybe it's a place, place to football. No, I don't think it was Harvard. I don't think Harvard was. I'm like literally going through all this in my head, right? And I was like, well, the only professional team besides the hockey team is they have the Celtics. Right, so, so maybe it is basketball, and then like you know, the thing pops up, throws you off. So you think maybe it is football. It was basketball. Wow, and they made it. Man, that's it's crazy. They're they're good at what they do. Sometimes they sometimes, are. sometimes the edits are very obvious, but most of the time they're they're pretty good. And you yeah, know, they're very smooth. It's very. Yeah. Smooth. I, I think it's great how they. And you know, you typically they don't typically make you look bad or anything. You know. Right. But, um, right. Jay was just straight cool, wasn't he? Yeah, Jay. Jay was just like, you know, every other day, hey guys, how you doing? And he goes, yeah. hey Jay, what's going on? You hey, how you, how you guys like in California? I'm like, man, this is like, <laughs> yeah, something else. Because we know? were told on on Thunderdome we didn't meet Steve. Okay. He didn't want to meet anybody, but it wasn't for the reason it sounds like. He didn't want to meet anybody because he didn't want to have pre idea of what you did. Yeah. He wanted to be very natural when he talked to you. Sure. And it was. And people say, is this funny as? Whatever he did, he just winged it out there, and it was so he was that good. Um, the sharks, you know, I thought we were gonna meet them beforehand, you know, on pyramid. I don't know how it was with you, but they came, and I think they I met the first person I was gonna be with, and then they I mean, it was like really quick. And Barbara was like, I played with her first, she grasped my hand, she goes, I don't know anything about TV, sports. Or pop news, and I'm like, I'm fucked. <laughs> you know, TV, sports, and pop news, and I was like, okay, what do we have in common? I'm like, okay, she's a woman, and I'm a woman. That's all I got. Yeah, That's I, all you I, got. You know, I'm screwed right here. You know? Yeah, we barely. I don't remember. I think we met for a second because. Uh, so I played with Richard Kind and Rachel Dratch, and my fir- the first was with Richard. So I think they brought Richard and Rachel out, and they sat down. And make sure their makeup was okay, because I know in one of yeah. my in one of my pictures, with the one with me and Richard posing sitting next to one another, there's a water bottle sitting there with a straw in it, so that he didn't mess up his makeup. You know, even though he's a guy, you still got all that face makeup on. So yeah, you get yeah. that makeup on, don't lie. You know, you got that lipstick. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so so they came out, and we met for a second, and then they brought him back. And I remember <laughs> they had to redo Richard and Rachel's entrance a couple times. And then when Richard was supposed to, like, introduce me, and, you know, Michael's like, you know, Richard, who are you playing with? Richard forgot my name. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you know what, Michael, I'm playing with uh, 
he's a police officer. And, and they're like, stop. And Richard's like, I don't remember. What's your, I'm like, I'm Chuck. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I, we had that too, because I'm pretty sure Barbara, something happened that we had to do it again, because they had to walk, go back and walk back in. So you mentioned You Bet Your Life, which is where we met. And I talked about the story <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. So uh, you mentioned your skirt, your skirt that you found, right? You came out, you were a cheerleader, you liked to jump. Uh, kind of tell the story about your skirt and what they what they said to you. First of all, I have to tell you, I, uh, they called me on a Thursday to fly me out that Sunday. So I had to get a COVID test like the, within 24 hours. Holy I was like cow. a last minute call out, right? And so I got a, they scheduled my COVID test and then they called and canceled my COVID test. So I'm like driving around trying to find a place to get a COVID test. Right. I had to have it that day. And, and so I'm like ordering stuff off of Amazon, trying to get clothes. And I ended up shopping in my own closet. <laughs> right. For sure. And so I had a spaghetti strap black dress. Right. And I just pulled a shirt on over it. So it looked like a shirt and a skirt. Okay. And so when we're out there, they were like, so you're going to do some of that cheerleading and stuff. So first I'm like, when they tell you you're behind stage and they're like, so when they tell you, you know, for people that don't know, they say, this is the first time you meet this person. It's pretty factual. You meet yeah. that person if you're walking on the set and everything, but you don't really, you got maybe two minutes. We sitting in the hallway, you know, like right. That. And so we go behind and they're like, so we're going to call you come out. And I was like, well, how do you want us to come out? And I'm like, what do you mean? I said, like, do you want us to run out? Or, you know what? I'm like, whatever you're doing. I'm like, okay. And so they were like, and I didn't know they said this. We've got a fitness cheerleader from Texas who goes by the name of Sherry Shamrock. I didn't know that. And I didn't hear it until I watched it. And I'm coming out like, Whoa! And I'm like, running out. <laughs> you're like, running, ah! yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wow, then that's some energy. I, I was like, well, what are you talking about? How's everybody else coming out? And then when I watched the show, like, everybody's like walking out like. Okay, Captain, now who of you pair us up with for this round? From Texas, the fitness cheerleader nicknamed Sherry Shamrock and from San Francisco, Pamela, wow. who runs marathons on a whim. Wow, that, that is the most energetic entrance I've ever seen. Can we do that again? Nice job, ladies. No, 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 no you got it. You got it. Wow, wow. Wow, well, enthusiastic. Hi, you guys. How are you? Super good. Now, you're a fitness cheerleading coach. Is that what it is? No, I'm a fitness cheerleader, Jay. Oh, okay. A fitness cheerleader. So how does that work? So I was a collegiate cheerleader. Actually, I was a collegiate football trainer who became a cheerleader. Right, right. And I used to go back and cheer at my homecomings. Right. But on Monday... The old mirror just ain't what she used to be. Yeah. And I was walking around sore, but I realized that's the actual workout because cheerleaders, when they do this motion, right. it's actually a tricep extension and a touchdown is an overhead press. So I created a fun dance workout and I invented weighted cheerleading pom poms to target tightening tone a woman struggling for a T zone. Tell me to thighs and tries. Whoa. Works for me. You have a patent on that? Yes. Yeah. For years, I had to say patent, pin, and pound palms, patent, pin, and pound palms, patent, pin, and pound palms. Now I can say patented pound palms, patented pound palms. Oh. Okay. Can you say it? Uh, no, I can't, but I want to see the cable version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And, and you too. Yeah, you were. It was almost like you had to do a uh, the wide angle on the camera because you were so far ahead of your partner. She's just walking behind you. You're running. <laughs> I thought you know, it's like winning the, the double showcase on the price is right. Come on down, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. 
some of that cheerleading stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever. And yeah. as soon as we won, I turn and I go up on the stage and I do a high kick. And, <laughs> and so I was like, wait, I try, not, I try to do it to the side, not in the front. Cause I'm like, you know, when everybody see my life savings. And, uh, <laughs> and, but even though I had like the little bloomers on still, but people wouldn't know that, you know? Right. And so when I went backstage, I was like, did you see my life say? It was like the makeup, uh, the, the the wardrobe guy. He goes, no, it was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my but life? But then I realized how when I threw the kick, I realized, oh, shoot, you know, where's the camera? So I didn't even throw it all the way up. I just throw like half, like like a quarter, like three quarters yeah. up. And I was like, oh, shoot, you know, you know, because, you know, bloomers ride up. Sure. And, and you're doing it. And you're doing that kick so quick that people will be like, Oh my God! Did we just see what we thought? When really they didn't. You got bloomers on, but yeah, it's so fast. They don't know. You know, people are like, yeah. it was a lot of fun. They've all been a lot of fun. Netflix Black Leads was fun. So everything I've done is to help fund my business. So I'm an entrepreneur who has funded her businesses from game show winnings. Okay. From now, so you know, because Chuck, you know, now that you've been in, you've been cast for something, you get all this casting stuff. And uh-huh. you pretty much have been vetted. So you see a lot of stuff like Shazam. I got invited for Shazam. I was like, I don't know music. Yeah. Um, uh, Pressure Luck, when it first came out, it was like, boom. Uh, lingo. I wish I had called you, like, Chuck, let's do lingo together. Right, right. I totally should have called. I was trying to find somebody to do it with me because it's, it's just wordle for people that don't know. It's, it's an old 80s game and yeah. you know, And RuPaul was the host. And I was like, we totally should have done it. Chuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially with RuPaul. RuPaul's hilarious. Yeah. So. They ju- I just saw the episode, the one of the first episodes last week, week before. So Netflix Black Lead, they were just, I didn't know what it was. They just uh-huh. send this email and they said, hey, you know, have you watched any of these shows? If you have, can you send us a video, what you thought about them? And I've seen like four or five of them. So I just did a soliloquy on each of the ones I did. Yeah. And I was like changing real fast into different ones. And they called us like, we couldn't wait to meet you. And really? Because I, I, I did a demo with, um, so I did a, a little snippet from Bird Box, and then I, as I'm doing it, I'm, I'm just changing how, how my clothes are fitting, and right. then I did one, it was Bird Box and Little Fires, you know, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> okay. and there was one more, and, I, and Beyonce's Homecoming, and I had on Ugg boots. And I shoved pom-poms in them. And I was like, <laughs> and my husband's upstairs in the bed. And I'm like, I can't let him see me doing this madness, right? He's so quiet. And I'm out in the garage for him and he's mad. I'm sitting in the video. It's hilarious. Yeah. And so then they called me and they said, we want you to talk about Bird Box. Okay. So, um, I, I got paid like 800 bucks to talk about a movie. Did you really? <laughs> it was fun. I'm like, I told So let's see, I've been on Netflix. ABC, Fox, did a GoDaddy commercial. Uh, yeah, everywhere. Hulu, Game Show Network. Man, yeah, yeah, you could you could count that one now. What what's yeah. next for you, Sherry? Well, I just won a ten thousand dollar grant for my did business you? with Alibaba. Mm-hmm. No, company. Yeah, I got an opportunity that I can pitch to the 2024 Olympics, which is in Paris, and if I can create something that can engage the fans, who knows? Wow. Yeah. Talk talk about 
hard work paying off and and good things happening to good people. Like that is that's on the horizon for you. And you, that's all you can do is look forward to that. Yeah. And, you know, gosh, everything's so digital now because I want to uh, I have ideas on taking away the pom poms mm-hmm. and um, having some really fun digitally with it in the metaverse. Who knows where to go? But the workout's fun as it is because you stream it anyway. So if someone uh-huh. orders the pom poms, they'll get an email and it says, congratulations, you just made varsity. But just as with any cheerleader, before you receive your equipment, you must first go to cheer camp. Click on the logo, girl, and it takes you straight to the workout because you get that included with your pound palms. Wow. And you can learn the workout. And when your pound palms come, you can do it with, with your pound palms. And it's not easy. People think, oh, these are light. Until they start, my cousin was like, girl, I'm tired. And I said, you're holding the pound palms, aren't you? That's the warm up. She said, I don't know if I can do all this. But you know, that's why you do it before you get your pound palms. And I've had people order pound palms in turquoise, purple, and silver. Uh, I always like to see what colors people come up with. Yeah. You know, it's so fun. So yeah. it's it's completely customizable. They can order whatever colors. Yeah. How cool is that? And I'm I'm stoked about what you just told me about the Olympics. I mean, that, man, that could be absolutely huge for you, as you know, but that is such a cool opportunity. Yeah, I hope it pans out. You know, you you just never know. There's always stuff that doesn't pan out. Like I did Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch, right? Mm -hmm. And you had to go in a a mock elevator and you've got 60 seconds to pitch your business to these investors and they're watching you in the elevator. Right. Okay. And you're pitching them and they have to decide if they want to send you back down or open the doors. Right. <laughs> so you don't know. I will tell you this, Chuck, it's the best pitch I ever did. Best I've ever done. Drop the mic. Best I've ever done. And they sent me back down. Wow. And they said there were going to be two women and two men. Okay. So it could be very balanced because some men have no idea about women products and women stuff. Yeah. Well, three men and one woman. I, the girl before me, she was from Austin as well. And she pitched and I could hear them, but she couldn't hear them. I could barely hear them because we're in the same studio. It's just one looks like an elevator. One's like a studio, you know, office, whatever. I was counting. I was watching my watch and in less than two minutes, they sent her back down. So now I'm in the, I'm, I did my pitch and I'm in there and I'm watching, looking at my watch. Two minutes go by, three minutes, five minutes, six minutes, eight minutes. I'm like, what is going on? 11 minutes went by, went by. And I'm like, so the the, um, the producer is like, okay, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're either going to say, you're going in, I want to see all that energy, just jump out, give me all that energy you have, or we're going to send you back down and you just say whatever, you know, what do you think, you know? Okay. Okay. He's like, okay, you ready? He's like, yes, give me a big smile. Like, you're going down. And I went, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> What a response. Total game show response, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that's what just came to me. I'm like, wah, 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 wah. Oh, I love and, that. Um, and so they pull me out of the elevator and they stick a camera in your face. So what do you think? You know? And I was like, well, you know, just as with any athlete, any athlete knows that, you know, just because the score says, just because you lost the game doesn't mean it's over or something. I said like that. Yeah. And he said something else and I was like, what did you think about it? I was like, it was, you know, I said, I did like a cheer or something for my experience. And then he said, 
how can you stay so positive? It's like they want to see you weak, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How can you stay so positive? And I said, you know, I used to investigate child sexual abuse. And those children went through the horrors of life. I've never had to experience anything like that. And I'm thankful for that. So I'm getting to do this. So why wouldn't I be happy? Wow. And it just shut them down. And so the producer came to me. He said, I just want to tell you, in the three seasons we filmed this show, that's the best pitch I've ever seen. As I'm walking away, you know, the casting director, she's like running over to me and I'm nervous for her because she, I remember she had like bad knees and bad hips or something. And she's like running. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, why is she running? Because I know <laughs> she shouldn't be. And she said, Sherry, that was the best pitch we've ever seen. That was the best. I can't believe that didn't, I can't believe that didn't do it. But you should have said something about Zumba. It's like Zumba. I said, but y'all told us we can't mention brand names. She said, right. oh, I know, I know, I know, but. Oh, she's like, I cannot believe it. She was like, livid, right? And so when the show aired, I got to see what they said. And it was two against two. One guy and the woman wanted me to come in. Uh And the guy goes, one of the guys is like, you know, she mentioned trademarks and patents. Like she has a real business here. So I'd like to see her come in and hear a little bit more about it. And the other guy's like, ah, that's no business. She just wants to be a spokesperson on TV. No, my pitch, I guess, was that good that he thought, you know, but I practiced, you know. Yeah, I yeah. I 60 seconds to say what I needed to say. And so, and the girl was like, yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to see. And then the main guy was like, yeah, so you, how much do you think it would cost to get a business like this going? And do you have that kind of money? She's like, well, no, but he said, so come on, come on and join the dark side. Come and join the dark side. Let's send her back down. And she was like, okay. Wow. Yeah, Wouldn't you so love to have a conversation with those four people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was so interesting, you know. You could have invited me in just to see. Right. I'm, I'm sitting there 11 minutes waiting. Which probably felt like a, a, a lifetime. Well, I'm sitting there, and, and, and if you watch the shows, the camera's on you, and you're still live. You're on a live mic, right? And I know this because I've seen people turn like, I can't believe you said that. You just messed it up, you know? I've seen people do that. And so I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, open that door. Open that door. I'm just like doing cheers the whole time, you know? Um, I'm just like, you know, making up stuff while I'm in there. And after a while, I'm like, okay, this is getting a little bit long, you know? Yeah. And I'm grabbing the dumbbells and I'm holding up pound palms. I even made a special set of pound palms red and yellow for go and no, you know, had them shaking and, and everything. And yeah, I was, I will, I was pleasantly surprised when they said, cause I was in there for so long. So I was like, right. wow, what happened? but I was like, you know, what? I walked away and I felt good because it was the best pitch I did. I didn't make a fool of myself. I did everything the way I wanted to. So, you know, then I went to the beach and went to the wizarding world of Harry Potter. <laughs> in that way. Either you celebrated either way, it didn't matter. Me and Harry P, yeah. Well, all those people telling you like, "Hey, that was the best pitch." You know, they didn't have to say that to you, you know, but they let you know like, "This was the best pitch." I can't believe they didn't pick you. Like, that just feels good in itself. Yeah, you know, there's nothing like validation. Yep. You know, that's a huge. People work and you know. They can make a lot of money. Maybe some people they're working out make a lot of money, but when their boss or somebody gives them that validation and appreciation, that 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 goes a long way. 
And as an entrepreneur, it goes even further than people know. And, 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 and that validation is sometimes worth more than the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it really is. I saw it in, well, in police work and stuff, you know, you go out there and, and, and change the world and do this and that and hear nothing. It, it's like, why do I even do this? But you got to remember why you're, you know, why you're doing it and, and, and the reasons for, you know, behind A, B and C it's, yeah, it's crazy. The validation is, is really an important thing. Oh yeah. Um, when I social worked, you know, that's a rough job. I made $15,000 a year. Wow. Yeah. My, my mileage checks was sometimes more than my paychecks. Yeah. I believe it, man. And I got one little girl to college and I was so proud, you know, and I remember going and helping her buy stuff, you know, for her college dorm room and everything. And, you know, those little things that, and, you know, there were moments where, um, when I left, I worried about the kids I left behind and I've connected with them on Facebook. Good. And some of them reached out to me. One girl, um, she was, when I first met her, her daughter was two. And then when I left, her daughter was like three. She, Cause when I got the, the case went away from me or something, I can't remember, but she was like three years old. She's like 23 and she finds me on Facebook. And she says, I don't remember you, but my mom talks about you all the time. Wow. And um, I want, if you ever come back to Shelby, because it happened to be in my hometown, you know, I would like to meet you as an adult. And she's saying, you know, my mom said, if not for you, then I wouldn't have, she wouldn't have been able to raise me and stuff. And I'm just like reading this message and I'm just like in tears. I'm reading this message in Facebook. Yeah. Was like, wow. Because, yeah, I remember her, you know, little Sasha. I remember her, you know, and I remember telling her mom. I was like, you know, just if you just listen to me, we can we can get your child back, you know. Yeah. And um, and so when I went home, I called her, and they came out to my parents' house, and uh, the mom, her name's Bonnie, and I was like, Bonnie, how old are you? And she told me how old she was. She was only like three. She was only like my brother's four years younger than me, and she was like four years younger than me. I think she was my brother's age. And here I was telling her how to live her life. And I'm like in my 20s, like 24 years old. And I'm telling yeah. her what I know about life, you know. <laughs> and she told me how old she was. Chuck, I remember I just put my head down. I started bawling because I realized that was like this young person telling this other person how to help them to get their kid back, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me, you know, how hard. And I said, I it wasn't the training I got for social working that that did that. Mm-hmm. It was my, and I remember I looked at my mom and said, I just told you what I knew my mom would tell me. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, that's all I had, you know, you go through the training and everything, but it's not, you know, training is great, but it prepares you for some things. But um, I just told her, you know, this is what we're going to have to do. And you stick to it. We can, we can work through it. And now Bonnie's a hairdresser and her daughter is like, you know, they're, they're succeeding in life. Good. So, like you said, that validation, that $15,000 a year validation, <laughs> that don't validate you. Yeah, there's none there, yeah. Yeah. But it, ju- it just took a few years and you got that validation plus some years down the line. Yeah, because I was, gosh, I was probably, I'm 56 now. I'm 56! Um. So I think I was in my late 40s when okay. when I when she and I when we connected. 
So 20 something years later and wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So with everything you've done, the game shows, the 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 pound poms, that story you just told me, a lot of reason behind me wanting to do this podcast is is taking things that I've done and turning it into like a positive and and showing people like, yeah, I've I've done all, you know, these game shows and this and that, but I'm just some normal dude from St. Louis, Missouri in the Midwest, you know. So like what I want to do is 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 show people you can do it too. You can you can do whatever you want because people always ask me, man, how do you get on these game shows? How do you? And I say, oh, I try. And they look at me like I have three heads. I'm like, just try. Audition. Try it. Do it. You know, so with everything you've done, what what life lessons can you share with people? You know, um, you hear the stories. What would you tell your younger self and all that stuff, you know, and um, people come up with these profound things, you know, and I remember I was living, I was a social worker and I was going to audition for the Atlanta Hawks dancers. Okay. And I, I auditioned and I saw the politics in that. I was kind of, you know, that it, there's politics in anything that you see. We all learn the same routine and they said, don't go out of. And they said, you know, stay in the, in the stay in the stands and don't practice on the side. Well, a few people started practicing on the side. I'm one of those people. I'm very obedient. And they didn't stop them. I'm like, well, they said not to. And then more people and more people and more people. And I was in the next to the last group. So by the time they got to our group, and it's like a hundred plus girls, right? Yeah. Um, the song, the group before me, they decided to change the music. <laughs> It changed the music. And wow. It was two different rhythms, but it was the same dance. And so it threw everybody. And I, and I thought that was a little suspect. And there was a girl, it was a big sister. I ain't gonna lie, she was a big sister. <laughs> that girl could dance. Do you hear me? She oh, okay. was the best one out there, and she didn't make it. Wow. And a girl that was auditioning with me, she came in the door behind me, and somebody, oh, are you so-and-so? Yeah, she's got an arm, and it's like, oh, can you come on over here, you know? had an arm in a sling and everything. And she was in my group and she made it. And she didn't even so dance thought, or nothing? Yeah. And so you see the politics. I saw it when I was in college, you know, and, and seen it there. And, and um, so, but I can't worry about the politics. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I promised myself years ago that I'm going to live, I want to live a life that I can say, I don't want, I don't want to live a life rather of, I wonder what would have happened if only I had a. Yeah. Right. 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 So I don't want to I don't want to live with the regret of not. And so when something comes up, I don't want to be like, man, I wish, I wish I'd have done that. Uh, I, 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 to me, that would be the biggest disappointment in my life. I invented two other things that are huge now. I didn't come up. I, I didn't pursue it. But I, one of them, when I was joking around. Right. I was joking. And we were. We had gone down to like Daytona for, you know, Black College Reunion. It's called Freaknik and everything. And everybody's got crazy clothes on. And, and then they would, they had, no, it was Black College Reunion in, in Daytona. And then they had Freaknik in Atlanta. And I was talking to girlfriends. I said, you know, we should just real crazy, like walk around in stocking caps, you know. And I was like, you know, Amy, you played basketball for Wake Forest. So you wear like some gold ones. And uh, girlfriend Gigi, you can wear royal blue, you know, stocking caps. And you know, I'm shamrocks. I'm gonna wear like a lime green one, right? 
It was about three years later, and Tommy Hilfiger came up with those skull caps that were lime green with Tommy Hilfiger on them. Yeah. It was like, that's what I literally, literally what I came up with, right? And then I was like, oh my gosh. And now, then you start seeing all the football players wearing them underneath their helmets. And anytime yep. I'm watching a football game, I'm like, and so then I thought, I should, you know, everyone has those shields you put in your in your car and you're like, yeah. right? And I was like, you know what, we should have something just like accordion so you can just close it like this, like blinds, right? And then they just go back when you finish. About four years later, I'm sitting in my neighbor's car and I'm like, where did you get those? And she, <laughs> I was like, I, I wrote that out. Wow. So the pound palms, I was like, you know, they always say if you think of something, somebody else is thinking at the same time, so pursue it. I just couldn't get pound palms out of my head. And so I thought, I'm going to do this. And yeah. it is obviously, you know, when I literally blood, sweat, and tears, it's literally the only thing, Chuck. I'm a woman, so most women, they'll understand, you know, most, a lot of people have babies. I don't have any children. Mm-hmm. I never get birth. I have a stepson. And he has three siblings, so I have four kids. Okay. <laughs> and so when I came up with pound palms, it's literally the only thing I conceived within myself that I can hold in my hand. So yeah. that's my baby. Yeah. Um, and after the miscarry, I remember I couldn't even walk down the hallway because that's where we were going to have the, the baby room. So I would yeah. go to the garage and I'd work on pound palms. And the garage became my nursery. Wow. Wow. So, so, you know, when people say, you know, how important your, is your product, it's the only thing I've given birth to. So wow. you know, whatever I can do. And there'll be times, yeah, that I'm, I'm giving up. I don't sell 100 pound pounds a month. If I sell 100 in a year, that's good, you know. Sure. Um, most people don't even know I exist, you know. But um, and there'll be a time like the roller coaster's here, then all of a sudden it peaks. Yeah. And that's the entrepreneurial journey, you know. You you don't know when when there's good times. And I'm like, oh, anyway, is this stupid? Should I give up? You know, and then something will happen. It's like, okay, we'll see where it goes. Uh strong. That's deep. I mean, when you're you're talking about the garage was your nursery, that pound palms is your baby. I mean, that is you know, you you took probably one of the most horrible events in your life and turned it into like you said, your baby, your your most positive thing. Yeah, you know, um, one of my taglines, you know, is it's more than just standing on the sidelines. And and I say, you know, cheerleading is like life. It is. It's more than just standing on the sidelines. You gotta you gotta engage. You can't just stand back. And people look at cheerleaders and just see that, but it's so much more that they that they're doing out there. Now that it's gonna be uh, in 2028, it's the Olympic sport. You just got quantified to be did um, it really yeah just a couple of just very recent not maybe a week or so ago it seems like so wow. you know you got the, the tumbling the stunning and and then some so who knows and I, and I always say my company's called fit to cheer and it's not about looking fit to be like a cheerleader it's being you know mentally fit to cheer yourself on when sometimes there's nobody but you right and and I've had the, I've been in that I've been there you know so who knows we don't know where it goes but don't live a life of asking yourself I wonder what would happen if only I would have you know don't live right there. you can't do it you you can't do it you got to do what you got to do and uh, you are absolutely doing it 
So, so tell us where, Sherry, where can folks find you? Where can they pick up some pound palms? All the above. You said so well, Chuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you say it, it's kind of hard. Like I hear people say pounds, pounds, pounds. It's pound like a one pound, P-O-U-N-D, and palms like pom-poms, P-O-M-S. And I'll still have people type like like palms like trees. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and even on the show, uh, so you can go to poundpalms.com. You see on my social media. Uh, you can go to sherryshamrock.com because I own that too. Do it weighted. <laughs> I own that too. Four T zone. Because um, the, the, the pound palms are designed to target tighten and tone your troubling four T zone, tummy, tush, thighs, and tries, right? So when I was on Thunderdome, I said that and they were like, can you say tush last? And I was like, what? Tummy, tush, thighs, and tries. The liter- the moment I came before T zone, it was like tummy, tush, thighs, and tries. I'm like, oh, I didn't practice that. I didn't write it down. It just came out because that's the four areas that every single woman in 30 years I've been in fitness want to work on. Uh huh. And so I was like, okay. So on the show, I think I say, tummy, tries, thighs. And oh, yes, we're going to get that tush. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so, yeah, you can find me on social media, TikTok, um, Everything's pound palms, you know. I really don't do Twitter a lot, but I own Fit to Cheer, the number two Fit to Cheer, okay. and I own pound palms on Twitter. But I'm, I don't really do a lot on Twitter. I'm the same. I'm not a big Twitter guy. I do the Instagram. I still on yeah. Facebook. Apparently, that's going out. But I'm, you know, I'm old now, so th- that that's right in the money for me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Instagram, TikTok are the, probably my two biggest ones, and I have, of course, my Facebook pages and stuff. But um, you got to connect with a variety of people. I get a lot of people who send me messages in Instagram, like asking about pound poms. Wow. I'm like, how did you find me? They're like, I was just wondering if weighted pom poms existed and I Googled it and you popped up. Wow. How cool. I know. So my SEOs is right on time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sherry, we're at exactly two hours. I couldn't think or have a better first guest on Game Show Gab than you. You have done so much. Uh, you're inspiring, you're strong, and you're funny on top of it all. So, hey, I want to thank you for for coming on here. It's so good to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. I remember when we first met, it was like, we hit it off. You know, it was like yeah. your brother's sister. And I think that's so cool. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Well, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. When, when you sent me the message, I, when, I, when you posted, I was like, Chuck, this is a great idea. You know? <laughs> you I know great ideas. I, I might not be a millionaire for great ideas, but I know great ideas. <laughs> you know them. I like, and you're like, hey, can you be on? I'm like, you know, whatever you need, I'm right there, brother. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, folks, check her out. She's Sherry Shamrock. Pound Poms. I'll spell it for you. P-O-U-N-D. P-O-M-S. Check her out. Google her. Do it all. Grab some pound poms. Sherry, love you, sister. Appreciate it. Okay. This has been Game Show Gap, folks. Thanks for listening. We are out.